Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Man, today is the 10-year anniversary. Exactly today. You know what? I still remember. I gotta paint this picture. July 22nd, 2009. My mom dropped me off at the airport. She was crying. I said, Mom, why are you crying? My friend Andre was standing there. He said, well, maybe it's because you're going all the way to the other side of the world. In a very in a very disconcerting voice. Like, what the hell are you doing? And I said, I gotta follow my bliss, goddammit. There's someone out there waiting for me. Little did I know, it was the idea of traveling abroad that was waiting for me. So I ventured out. And you know what? Was I scared? Yeah. I landed in Los Angeles Airport. I remember going to the international, I think it's called the Tom Bradley International uh, Terminal. And I went in there, and here I am. I see Philippine Airlines, which I might be taking within three months to go to, to the Philippines. Saw the Philippine Airlines right there. I saw this airline. I saw this airline. I said, oh, my God. And I told myself, I said, I'm literally in front of an airline that goes to the Philippines. This is unheard of. No one in my family's traveled abroad. And I checked in. There was this big Hawaiian-looking guy. And he said, hey. And the airline that I was flying, it was called Vir uh, V Australia. Now I think it's called Virgin Australia. But it was called V Australia. And it was new. And I got a round-trip ticket for as little as 700 US dollars from Los Angeles Airport to Sydney International with, of course, a 45-minute layover in Brisbane. And I remember I, I got on this airplane after buying a visa that I didn't even know I needed. But the guy helped me at the airline. He said, don't worry, we'll get you approved right now. Oh, my God, thank God. So I got on this airline. I just kept – I remember listening to the accents, and they were speaking with the Australian accent, obviously. But I was like, oh, my God. And the lady next to me, she wasn't really looking at me or anything. And, you know, there were some indigenous people on the plane, and it was really interesting uh, to see just a wide variety of different people. But when I finally landed and I saw those lights, I said, oh, my God. Am I in Brisbane, Australia? I landed, and I made way to another terminal, but I had to take a train. And I remember there was a Chinese-Australian girl there, and she had that accent. And she was like, hey, uh, don't worry. Um, you want to go on the train, this and that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't know I needed money, da, da 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 She helped me. Went to the next terminal. We got on the plane, and we went to Sydney. And, of course, I landed in Sydney. And a big shout-out to that girl. If you ever listen to this, please reach out to me. I doubt it, you know what I mean, but... uh. But it was just amazing. But it's funny because she gave me like two Aussie dollars and I'm supposed to pay her back. And yeah, I just felt so bad because I think she was waiting for me. I don't know why she was waiting for me. Was she waiting for me saying, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, give me my money back. Or was she saying, hey, you know what? Let's be friends. I, I don't know. It was so weird. It was so weird. But my friend had already approached me at the airport when I at the baggage claim. So we landed, grabbed my baggage, Satomi Nakagawa, one of the most purposeful – well, the most purposeful relationship of my life that enabled me to travel to Australia to begin with. She was there, and on this day, on and for the next 10 days, it was magic. I went to the Blue Mountains. I went to the Genelong Caves, I believe. No, I'm probably way off. Went to Bondi Beach. I went to Manly Beach. I went to so many different areas, you know what I mean? And I remember that I was listening to a song, and to this day, it still brings back those memories by Neo. It's, it's called Can We Chill? But for some reason, Satomi, being a native of Kyoto, she was singing this song perfectly. And so when I went back home, and I hate to just jump ahead going back home, but 
I always listened to that song as if she was singing it to me. I know! How sweet of a 21-year-old was I? Anyway, she cheated on me. Yeah, but man, you know what, man? I remember when I got back to America. I think I cried. I'm sure I cried. But she dropped me off at the airport after going through so many things. I bought her flowers. It surprised the hell out of her when she got back home. Um, And she said she cried. She said she couldn't believe it, this and that. And you know... I was at the airport. I was so sad. And I'm over here at the departure lounge, right? And I remember these two guys, right? Two white guys. I like, I'm just going to say white because who cares? No, I'm being politically incorrect right now. Okay. But they were sitting there and this lady, I think she was from the Philippines, the, the cleaning lady. And she was getting angry because these guys had bought, holy fuck, I don't know how many beers. And they were lining it up like as if it was a game. But it was so funny. These guys are the most charismatic, just uh, ambient, jovial human beings I've ever seen. And it was funny. I was like, dude, this is a fucking TV show out here. So I'm over here laughing. They're like, what's up, man? I was like, hey, guys. They're like, you look sad. I was like, yeah, I just left her. He's like, don't worry. You'll be back. And it was funny. These guys were right out of Orange County. One guy was uh, going on premium economy, and the other guy was coming with me, and it was so funny. We got onto the plane, and they said, oh, yeah, the flight attendant said we can't drink in bottles. And and then he's like, dude, hey, I got some stuff here. And so (laughs) this guy, he starts pouring me a drink. This Australian lady's excited because she's going to America for the first time. I sit down. I see this sexy, I'm talking, she got it going on type of girl. You know, whatever kind of Asian, doesn't really matter. She was some kind of Asian. Let's just say she was Asian, but she was sexy. And I'm just trying to give you guys a picture as if, you know, who I was looking at. And remember, this was the day, this was the dawn of the new technology on a plane. So I was able to message different seats. So I messaged her and I was like, hey, what's up? I'm sitting in this seat, and she kind of knew it was me, but my game was really terrible back then. But finally, I said hello, and I joined her because, of course, I was a little inebriated. And I remember I was looking at her, and I messaged him, and I said, hey, this girl is, like, like really banging her head, like, as if she's in a heavy metal concert, like, into the next seat. And I'm like, what the hell? And so I went to go talk to her. She's like, yeah, man, I'm, I took ecstasy. I said, oh, hell no. Nah. This bitch crazy. I said, uh, drugs. <clears throat> yeah, this is weird. So anyways, we were talking and the lady in front of us looked back behind us because she was talking loud as hell. Her name was May. May and I, I mean, we talk, I mean, not on a routine basis, but again, you know, she was my first Australian. I don't know if she's Thai Chinese, who knows, but she was, she's native of Australia. Um, and I met her on the plane, big balls of steel. She went to America, I think Seattle, we kept in touch for a very long time. I didn't see her ever again. Um, but again, we talked sparingly throughout the years. But oh my God, you know, I got back home and I remember I always used to go to Raisin Cane's. And, you know, Raisin Cane's is a beautiful, I'm talking about they got the best chicken in the world. And I would always go there and I would listen to this song over and over and over. Bring back those memories of Satomi. But no, it was the memories of Australia. The memories of being in a country. And being back in America and saying this is not enough anymore. I would saturate myself with this World Cup video, which was three years prior because we're talking about the 2006 World Cup. When Australia made it to the knockout round, this round of 16 and lost to Italy in in bullshit fashion. Anyways, and this video, they had a band called Cat Empire. And Cat Empire, I think they're famous out there in Australia, blah, 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 blah. But nonetheless... 
I remember, you know, this entire, the entire city of Sydney was erupting. And I remember some of the scenes in there. I was like, oh my God, I was there with Satomi. Oh my God, I was there and there and there. And it was just, oh my God, man. It was, you know, it was a real, it was the new me. I was doing so many unbelievable things. You know, I went into dental assistant. I think that 2009 was a special, a very special year for me. Now, going into 2010, went back to Australia, everything, I started working. That was terrible. From 2010 to before I went to Australia was pure fucking trash. Because I was working at these horrible dental offices, being mistreated. Who gives a damn? But it doesn't matter. That 10-year anniversary was everything. When I first went to Australia, if I hadn't gone, I would not be here in Thailand today. If I didn't even have the arousal... The curiosity of meeting someone from Japan back in 2006 on that fateful morning, just before the 2006 World Cup. If I didn't have that desire, I would have never gone. And you know what? I ended up coming across Satomi. She came to meet me two years later, and then I went out there to Australia, which changed my life forever. Something was embedded in my mind to say, Arsenio, you want to go out there. You want to just conquer all, experience as much as you possibly could. And that's exactly what I did. I mean, what, 15 countries later, an entire new career later, three podcasts later, a few books later, so many different things later, I've achieved everything. And this is what I'm so unbelievably grateful for. I want you guys to think about it. Out of all the things you've done, did you st- did did something stop you from doing something that you really wanted to do, but it was an opinion that ma- like made you like get stuck? That's what scares the shit out of me because that ultimately turns into regret. And that's what I'm telling all of you to take that leap of faith. If you do not take a leap of faith, you're going to be stuck just like everyone else is. And you're always going to say, what if? That July 22nd, when I got on that plane and I came back, sure, I was still still the same son. But when I had come back from Australia, I was no longer the same. I was a completely different person. Because I knew what life was. Of course, coming here to Thailand, going to Japan, being in Hawaii. I said, I need to go back to Asia. And therefore, I did. And so, when I came here, that was the beginning of a new journey. But man, a 10-year anniversary from the beginning stages of what I call an entire new life. I can't be grateful enough. I'm telling you guys to take that big jump. To take that significant that significant step going forward. And don't look back. Don't be swayed by other people's opinions. Please don't. Just go. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. Over and out.